Hello, and welcome to episode 71 of The Podding Shed. Well, we've been away for a while. Much happened. And so he's gone again. On The Podding Shed we recorded back in June t- 2013 when Jose came back. We predicted he'd last about three years. Turns out it was probably a bit of an overestimate on our part. He leaves us with a, cu- leaves us with a couple more pots, some more happy memories, this, seeing not, this season not being particularly one of them. There is plenty to talk about, so we will crack on. Joining me, Kaiser Johnny, to ponder the past few weeks in this crazy mixed-up world of Chelsea Football Club are So Contrary, who is Mark? Hello. And Grocer Jack, who is Tony? Good evening. Uh, Dr. Blue Bayou is currently appearing as Widow Twanky at the Hackney Empire and will return for our next episode, I believe. Um, so, last Thursday, okay, let's start off. Where were you when, uh, when the news came through? Tone. Oh, I was at my... Um, uh, uh Christmas dinner at work and um, sat in a pub called the Elephant in the Market in, in Newbury Town Centre and uh, my mate, uh, also a Chelsea fan, just basically showed his phone to me and went, there you go, and it was there, it was one of these push notifications and sure enough, um, there was news and the first person to come over really was a, 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 a Spurs fan mm. who, who I work with, um, who I'd actually spent last year at the same dinner and taunting him because we'd recently beaten them, I think the night before, um, right. and this is before that match we never talk about. And um, I'd shown him a picture of, of of me the last time Spurs had actually beaten Chelsea, and it was a picture of a sperm. And um, <laughs> so I had, I'd, I'd, I had dished out a fair amount. And, but to be fair to him, and I will take the banter off of anybody. I think it was um, what upset me more was the. The non-football fans, the people who I work with, who spend all year going, it's such a boring game. I hate football, I hate football. And they're all sitting there going, oh, Josie's gone, what are you going to do now? And it's like, oh, fuck off. Fuck well, off, I, I should, you know. I should, I should do what I usually do, turn up at the pub, talk a load of bollocks, yeah. <laughs> go watch the game and go home. Yeah, exactly, you know. But So, yeah, so that's where I was. I was in the Elephant in the Market in Newbury. Grand. Mark, where were you? I can't tell you. I don't really remember, to be honest. <laughs> Nowhere memorable, that's for sure. I see. Well, I was just, just getting out of a, a, a cab back to, uh, having gone back to my office after lunch, but um, yeah, um, strange days. I, to be honest, are we particularly surprised in the, in, in the bigger scheme of things? It was, it was certainly coming. Um, I think, by and large, he'd gone through a run of games which pretty much any premiership manager of the, the modern era with the designs on something vaguely like a top six finish would probably have gone for um, so I don't think we'd be terribly surprised and uh, after the um, the defeat at Leicester on uh, well a week ago tonight um, I think I think that the sort of the my players have betrayed me and digs at ball boys and all the rest of it I think that was probably the um, probably the end of it um, he um, he leaves a a, a, a legacy which is, is pretty much untouchable in terms of trophies um, and he, he's kind of linked to this club forever and the last decade has been if he hasn't been here it's been the, the team that he largely helped shape and uh, and turn into um, the winning machine that it became um, I, I think we can probably safely say that, that it's well and truly over now and we are unlikely to see him anywhere near Stamford Bridge again unless he's managing another team Um Tony, your thoughts on uh, on Jose overall? Uh, Which I think is a very big question in the yeah. But, I mean, um, try and summarise it. I've, 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 I've just. I mean, I was, I was a bit shocked and a bit disappointed that that we had done it, um, but only in the same way that um, 
when you've got a relative who's in their nineties and they, you know, you, you look at them time time again and think, not long now. Mm. Um, and when they do go, you think, okay, it's, but it's still a shock. You still don't really want that. Um, mm. but it was inevitable. So I look, I'm, you know, I'm kind of quite sanguine about it. Um, it hurt the first time a lot more because then we, yeah. we, we put a complete imposter in charge. Um, which was a, a slap in the face and an insult to every single Chelsea fan by putting Avram Grant in charge. This time, I think we'd probably got the gist that it was going to be someone like Hiddink. There were some horrendous rumours that it would be Ramos, which is just beyond the pale. That, for me, is worse than Benitez, because um, at least Benitez had a fucking track record of winning a Calais. I would say he won a part or two, if nothing yeah. else. But, um, um, but I, I think, um, you know, I, I've I've been very clear about this is six of one half does the other and actually if i'm quite honest with you it's four of one four of another and four of another and that is four down to jose marino four down to the players and probably four down to the board and, and the club in general um mm. i think it's been uh pretty much an unmitigated disaster on all parts um probably since before pre-season i, th- I think the whole number of things we discussed, you know, Eva Gate wasn't a sole cause, but I think it was a massive, massive part of what happened, and, and yeah. probably a bit of a, uh, a a tolling bell in the corner of a field for what was to come. Um, you know, um, and so I, I, I think it was inevitable. I think he, he got longer than anybody else would have got. Let's be let's be fair. Um, oh god, yeah. I mean, October, I think, would have been about as far as anyone else yeah. would have got. I, I'm um, slightly surprised there was an international break not too long ago, which would have kind of sound like the ideal time to get rid of him um, and and give us a chance, you know, to let everything die down, and then to sort of do it two days before a game where I think the, the fans were going to be vocal. I I, pers- I didn't, I didn't boo. I I adopted the silent treatment. I think I spoke to you about in the pub beforehand mm. and said that, you know, I won't boo a, a player. However, um, I feel that it's perfectly valid to protest against what has been effectively, mm. and not by all of them all of the time, but there has been a downing of tools, even if it's an unwitting one. Um, you know, I, was, I take the view that if I don't work, um, do my job properly, uh, it's me that gets in trouble, not my boss. Um, so I think... That, mm. That's that's you know that that's that's what happens in any normal business. In this particular case, I don't think he's had eleven players on strike, but he's had three or four that have, for whatever reason, switched off. And 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 who knows what those reasons are. Um, I've also been fairly vocal in the fact that I, I, I'm getting a bit racked off with people giving it the old. Well, you know, it all started with Eva Gate because she was doing something that she shouldn't have been doing, which is utterly insulting and. Misogynistic, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's undermining a professional doctor on the basis. Eight old, she's isn't it? A, she's a woman, you know, and I'm, I'm a bit fed up. But, but he did humiliate her, um, and he got that massively wrong. But then the club didn't really help either of those two parties out. They sat back and basically let this grow in the press into be a, you know, it became like. Um, uh, what was it, Plebgate, didn't it? It became its own Chelsea Football Club version of Plebgate. And, uh... Yeah, it did. I mean, I think the difficult thing is, it's Eva, Eva being a woman, obviously, it, it's just one of those things that the press are just going to get hold of. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's absolute gold. It's, you know, it's an attractive woman. It's Chelsea. It's Mourinho. There's a scrap. It's just one of those things that it doesn't matter what the club did in terms of PR, mitigation, whatever you choose to call it. The press is just going to run with stuff like this. Um, and, you know, Mourinho didn't help himself. It, no. it kind of dragged on and on and on. And But I think, you know, to be honest, the summer we'd had in terms of 
a poor transfer window. Um, the, the pre, the post, and pre-season tours didn't go well. Players came back unfit. Check went, which I think I think is a huge thing. I think you know his attitude and his leadership. I think is, is was a, was a very key thing for the club, and it, it's been well documented that he's you know he was a big voice within the dressing room, and um, you know and had links up to the boardroom and all the rest of it. Um, so I think him going was a was a loss. Um, it just didn't start off well, and you know when things aren't running for you, they don't run for you, and, uh, and the season kicked off badly, and um, and we're downhill from there. Um, it's always a sort of a boxing analogy, you know. Mike Tyson was lethal and fearsome, and then Buster Douglas knocked him out, and no matter what he did to come back from it, he was never the same again. And I think you, when you're real prepared, that the, the whole pre-season tour I thought was ill-judged. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't think the players really wanted to be on it. Um, not sure the coach can do very much about players coming back overweight. But, um, you know, we did start late. There's, you know, it, it's almost like a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm of any number of different yeah. things. But for me, the three main parties are the club as a board, as a as a, as a governance um, uh, over the, the football and the, the kind of business side of things, the players and Marino in pretty much equal parts is my view so mm. unlike Mark who thinks I should be um, probably um, cult of Jose and, and, and wailing <laughs> in the streets uh, <coughs> sadly not sadly not okay Mark over to you your, your thoughts on the affair and, uh, and, and Jose in general and the legacy oh I feel sorry for Jose to be honest okay interesting was I mean I, well, I, I think it was harsh to sack him on Thursday giving him so little time to spend his £10 million payoff in Bond Street and Knightsbridge before Christmas. They could have given him another week. There's <laughs> a few shots um, there, isn't there, that you can spend that in a day, isn't there? Easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, but uh, Tony splits it 4-4-4 four, four, four between the club, the players and Jose. If we're going to do it out of 12, I would split it 11.85 Jose... Point one five. Um, the, the bull boys. <laughs> <laughs> those those damned bull boys. We, we, do have, we do have slow bull boys. We do. Um, I mean, he should never have come back. To be honest, should he? I mean, the only person to make a decent comeback was Steve Jobs. Um, but the, the the bits I don't really understand. Um, the, the main one I don't understand is when I read forums and tweets. There are people getting quite overexcited about it and saying well even that comedian on talk sport uh, Jalili what's his name the oh, Chelsea, on, on oh, Jalili, yeah. Jalili yeah, yeah he, he was saying um, he would rather we'd have gone down with Jose than sack Jose lots of people have said they're going to give up supporting Chelsea they've been sort of cursing Roman and all kinds of things um, and they're sort of blaming the players. That's the main bit that I don't really understand. People are blaming the players. The players have been turning up for work. I mean, we've all worked for a boss, I'm sure, where in the early days we worked really, really hard. I remember I was in one job and I worked um, hard and I was doing a negotiation for some contract. And we worked through the night. And I didn't have any qualms about doing it. I was pleased to do it. It was great. We, we um, sorted out the contract and we finished about 7 o'clock in the morning. 
three or four years later, the same boss, you know, I'd be willing to go nine to five, but that was about as much as I'd go because I'd had enough of him. And I'm sure we've all done that. Mm. And um, I don't understand why people can't see that Jose has pissed everybody off. Whether it's the whole team or a significant proportion of the team, he has poisoned and infected them and dragged them down. And no matter how professional you are, I don't care how much you're paid, 100 grand a week, a million pounds a week, if you're emotionally pissed off, it affects your performance. If it was one True. player, then I would accept it's that one player. And if it was one bad apple, you deal with that one bad apple. So Alex at Manchester United had trouble with uh, Paul Ince, later on Roy Keane, and later on David Beckham for sort of different reasons, but he was just getting too big for his boots and for Manchester United. Mm. Ince and Keane he got rid of, and um, Beckham, he sort of gently pushed him out so he had to go. So he knew how to deal with bad apples. Yeah. Mourinho likes to think that he is a modern-day Alex Ferguson, and clearly he's not in the same league. He doesn't really know how to deal with people. So I, st I still don't understand anyone who is blaming the players, and everyone's angry now that they managed to perform at the weekend. You know, that Oscar had suddenly turned from someone who could barely walk into the new Pele, doing all sorts of flicks and tricks all over the place. Mm. Well, it was just sheer relief. Jose was off his back. He wasn't going to get beaten up when he got back into the dressing room at half-time or at the end of full-time for trying flicks that may not have come off. And when I saw him doing that, I immediately thought of Joe Cole, who used to get a beating every week for trying things and then dropped for three weeks because, you know, he might have lost the ball halfway up the pitch. Jose is very, very hard work to play for. You know, a few players have said it. He takes it out of you. He gets a season or two out of you, and then you're wasted, basically. So I don't understand why people are blaming, them, blaming the players. This is all Jose's fault. He has brought it upon himself. So um, I, 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 I disagree. I, I genuinely... And I think, hang on a sec, it's, the, the, there's, there's sort of valid points here. I think... It's. I mean, there's no question. You know, he is. He is a hard taskmaster. There is absolutely no question about that. Um, whether player or players have just said, "Okay, that's enough." My, I mean, my my question is, and no one has ever, no one has seemed to sort of give a a good enough answer. Is as professional sportsmen, you know, these guys are incredibly driven individuals. They have worked extremely hard to get where they are. Yes, all right, they paid well. You know, are they pampered? That's that's a different argument. But they've worked extremely hard to get where they are. They've had a, a mentality instilled about them throughout their careers from a very early age about winning. Now, I don't know. I'm not a professional sportsman. No. You've all met me. I don't have the body of a professional <laughs> sportsman for a start. You have, um, you have the looks of a professional manager, though, in the north. Well, of course, yeah, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't understand what makes a, an incredibly driven individual like... Listen, we'll not, we'll not name names. Let's not go down the route for the time being. Just think, fuck this. I've had enough. Yeah. And, and down tools. I genuinely don't understand. I mean, 
I think that, Mark, I think this is roughly what you're getting at. It must have been pretty bloody serious to, to get to the point where driven people like that just... Well, maybe, maybe it wasn't downing tools. Maybe it was just... Um, fear. Could have been fear. It also could have been uh, restrictions on the way they were allowed to play. You know, were half them playing with the handbrake on because Jose didn't want them to go too far forward because he was more interested in covering things. You know, we've all read the story about Jose thinks um, possession is the enemy of football and you want to get rid of the ball because then you won't make any mistakes and just capitalise on someone else's mistake. He's quite happy with 25% possession. True, true. But I mean, I think- my view of, you know, the other thing people say about Jose is um, he should have been given more time. Well, the truth is, um, our performances have been on the slide since January last season. Somehow or other, we managed to scrape our way across the line painfully to win the league. But we weren't playing well for the last half of the season. Yeah, it was Swansea away last January. Yeah, we've been pretty shocking all of this season. You know, we've become incredibly predictable. Every player who gets the ball, I can... Um, tell you where the next ball is going to go. Read the pass, can't you? And therefore, if I can tell you, the opposition manager can tell you, and subsequently, all of his players can tell you. So it's a couple of sideways passes between Zeri, Terry, and Zuma or Cahill, whoever's partnering him. It's a short ball forward to Matic or Fabregas. Then they give the ball to William, who somehow manages to dance around two or three defenders every time. I still don't know how he does it. Then he lays it out to Ivanovic on the right, sort of um, two-thirds of the way down the opposition half. We then have to pause for a couple of minutes to give Costa time to get out of the box. <laughs> so that Ivanovic can then cross <coughs> into a box full of ten defenders. And we've been doing that every game. Now, what I can't understand is, even if the players had down tools, why, after five games or 10 games, or 15 games, did Jose say, right, we're not doing this anymore. We're not, play- we're not um, having this pattern of play. We're going to do something different. And I'm paid £12 million a year. I'm the world's greatest ever living manager. Well, living or dead. I'm the ultimate tactician, and we're not going to do that same series of six passes. We're going to do something radical. We're going to hoof it up the middle, and I'm going to play like Roy- Remy, and he's going to chase after it. Now, if he's such a genius and so well rewarded, why didn't he do that, or any other one of four hundred variations? It uh, did. I mean, there, there, there felt like there was an element of uh, you know repeating the same thing and expecting different results, etc., etc. Um, tone. Sorry, you're, you're itching yeah, to come. Well, yeah, no, I'm just you know. I mean, I, I I sort of appreciate Mark's view. I don't take that. I I, I think that um, the players themselves. Uh, and especially if they're, you know, their um, anointed leader in John Terry um, had anything about them, they could um, quite easily represent themselves back. John Terry's patently probably... In what way? Well, I think... to change the strategy. No, the I, think, I think John Terry's lost the dressing room almost as much as um, Mourinho's. Um, if he's coming out giving out bollocks like there's no player power, there's none of this, there's none of that, we're all sorry to see him go. Either, he's either lying or he doesn't know what's going on. If he but what did know you what's want going John on, Terry to do? Uh, well, he's you know he's aligned to the manager, Mark. No, but what, on, did you want, did you want him to go to John? Did you want him to go to uh, Mourinho and say we've had a thought about it and this ball out to Ivanovic and then into an empty box isn't working? Yeah. Can we change it? Exactly. Are you expecting him to do that? I absolutely expect the captain to represent and go back and say 
Um, listen, boss, we think we want to try something else. At least it's worth a try and train, isn't it? Come but on, Mark. Come hang on, on a minute. You, you, no, you, you're defending Mourinho. You're I'm saying not, I'm it's not actually defending him. What I'm actually right. saying is, well, no, time. Well, well, time. people are then. People are defending Mourinho. Why didn't Mourinho say, "I've looked at this video and people aren't"? Well, you know, this isn't working. I'm going to do something different. His first time in trouble. Maybe he didn't know how to cope with it. It's his first ever blow-up season, isn't it? Let's be fair, he's had a pretty no, stellar true. career. Every third season is a blow-up season. Well, when we look at his trophy hall, I'd say he's got a pretty stellar <coughs> career. No, no, I agree. No, I would listen, say... Listen, there's no question. Hang on a second. I just, I just need to mediate here. Uh, this is the thing. There, there is absolutely no... Yeah, there's no questioning the trophy hall. That's... Yeah. Right. But go, I cannot, go, I cannot say. have the players being absolved of all blame... I've been going to football long enough to know when 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 someone isn't trying. I, I, we've all been there. We've all been seeing there. We've seen players out there larding it around. Come on, Costa has been absolutely fucking hopeless this season. I don't care whether or not you don't like your manager or whatever. Get in the box. Your well, job then, is to score goals. And actually, Mark, they don't play for Mourinho. They play for the no. club who pays their wages. And they well, haven't been true. doing that. No, it that's is. not true. You, you, no, you, you, you play for your manager. You play for the club. That's who plays no, you your play wages. No, you play for the manager. Your manager is your um, line of command. You play for yeah. him. But but if um, Costa isn't working out, and he's a useless centre-forward this season, and we have another centre-forward, wouldn't you think the first thing you'd try is to play the other centre-forward? Oh, absolutely. No, I, no Jose I, I drops all centre-forwards and plays Hazard yes, that, that up was front. A, and then the minute he brings on like Remy away to Leicester, within one minute, he scored a goal. And at home to Bournemouth. <coughs> so Bournemouth. why wouldn't Jose say, actually, um, Remy, every time I bring him on, he seems to I, score. Why I, don't I play him? I've been absolutely clear, Mark. Right? I am not saying that it's all the players. I'm not saying it's all Marino. And I'm not saying it's all the club. I just don't think that you win the trophies we won last year. They were all in it together. If you, if you have a, a, a slump in form like this, for me, the same logic applies. You cannot just point to one person and say, it's all your fault. Because if it, no, was no, all, no. if it was all his fault this season, then it was all his credit. I'm not arguing season. with you, actually. What I'm arguing about, and, and, and what's really irritating me, are posts on forums and people's tweets really absolving Jose of all responsibility no, no. No, 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 and no. say the players... Have got him sacked. That's, no, that's in my a, view, Jose has got himself sacked. That's a million miles. I've, I've been very clear in my stuff and the conversation we're having at the moment. I, I couldn't agree more with you. He has been the architect of his own downfall. Absolutely, 100%. Um, and, and whether or not the club could have done more to support him, uh, I, I don't know. Whether they, it, it, would he have felt insulted if they'd have bought Goose Hiddink and said to Michael Emelano, you fuck off, Goose is now going to come in and run this side of things. I don't know. Um, what I do think... Why would you want to do that? Well, I, I just think that what we've seen is a pretty vulnerable man. Whichever way you cut it, he may well be trying to strike a pose as being arrogant and the master of all these, all these surveys or whatever. But no, no, the you, question, you, you said get rid of Emanalo. Why would you want to get rid of him? I, was, I just think he's a waste of space. And I think what he said last week was utterly disrespectful. And Well, the poor bloke. I mean, he's been stuffed in front of the press to say something. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it, he. What he was the patsy, you know. You walk exactly. Out, you, you, set you, up. you sit there and you chuck out the company line, which you know I, I'm sure he's paid. He's paid a reason. Really think they told, do, do you really think they told Emanalo to call him the individual? Do you really think that? Do you know what? With Chelsea, I, I suspect he was probably given a script and told to stick to it. Now, listen, I I I have no idea. It's opinion. It's as simple as that. Now, ultimately, you know. It's 
it starts to descend into all cliches. Everyone I've spoken, you know, I, I don't particularly have an opinion on Emanolo. He's just, you know, he, he's another, you know, your sporting technical director. It's that sort of buffer between the board and the, the playing staff. If it wasn't him, it's someone else. You know, they are what they are. It's it's modern football all over. Oh yeah. Now, you know, he's been he's been at the club for eight years. The easiest thing to say is, well, he's a brown noser, he's he's a yes man. You know, it's quite clear, Roman Abramovich does not tolerate failure. He doesn't tolerate fuck-ups. If he's been there for eight years, all right, you can throw the, he's a yes man, he's a brown noser, da-da-da. He must be doing something right, because he wouldn't still be there mm. if he was a useless twat. Now, people, you know, people were, 18 months ago, we were singing the praises of, of our, our transfer activity. We sold three or four players who, who weren't going to play for over 100 million quid, strengthen the squad. Genius. Now, that's him, ultimately. You know, Jose obviously played his part, but that's him. No one was complaining then. So I think it's, it's a bit rich to say, oh, he's a bit of a waste of space. You know, he's clearly had some purpose at the club. He's clearly done a decent job somewhere along the line. Otherwise, he just wouldn't be there. So to sit there and say, ah, oh, fuck it, he's useless, he's hopeless. Well, fine, okay. I think it, it, it's still, you know, I, I, I genuinely I, I, don't... I, I think he, well, I, I think he sits there with Tenenbaum... Buck, a lot of them, as the four percent, not not four percent. The hold on a minute, the, <laughs> the thirty-three and a third percent. Which, which I, I wish I hadn't have done it out of fucking twelve. Actually, that's stupid, wasn't it? Um, I need an accountant. It's thirty-three point three 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 percent or whatever. I, I I think he sits in that line. I, I I'm 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 still I'm sticking by what I said, which is that I think we have a perfect storm from all aspects of the club. And and well, the, the and, other point and, you made you know, was about. Sorry, Tony, about people playing for the club. I, I don't think... It, it, I think it's a bit simplistic to say people are playing for the club. You know, the club means a hell of a lot more to us than, we're it, does the only, to, we're the only, than it does to, say, Pedro. Yeah, yeah we're you the know, only uh, stalwarts. stalwarts or yeah, word I'm um, um, but they, are play, they, sh- they, they would play for their manager. I mean, if you're running a um, warehouse, for example, and all you're concerned about is um, productivity... And you're not really too worried about teamwork because it wouldn't make any difference or whatever. You're Mike Ashley. Then you'd be Mike Ashley. <coughs> I'm and sorry, did I really steal your line? Huh? You'd have security guards, cameras, so uh, checking their clothing when they walk out. And you don't care if they're all hacked off because uh, you're going to get your pound of flesh for every eight-hour shift. That's all you're worried about. Yeah, if you're running a team like a sales team, for example, individual motivation and very often team motivation, because everybody rubs off one another, and if one person's pissed off, they can all bring the whole team down. It is the responsibility of the sales manager of that sales team. One of the primary functions of a salesman, a sales manager is to motivate the individual and the team through different methods tailored to each individual. If all of the team are um, demotivated, that is the sole responsibility of Jose Mourinho. It's one of his primary functions. You know, it's not just about tactics and playing around with counters on his whiteboard. One of his primary functions is to motivate the team. And if the whole team is pissed off, that is the sole responsibility of Jose Mourinho. That is is true. 
the number of, of sort of analogies and sort of comparisons I've heard with kind of normal life over the last few days, it's, you know, if I had a fiver kind of thing. I think, you know, there's, there's validity in, in, in most of them. Football's just not real life. It's no, no, not, no, but it's not normal. Is no, no, hang, hang, hang on a minute. It, it is, but it's just, it's not normal life. It isn't in any way, shape, or form comparable to normal life. Yes, motiv- motivation and making people play for you, I, I agree entirely. That's the basic function of the manager. And if he's not doing that, then you've got a big problem. Now, it's. I, I think I made this point in that, on that the article I wrote that, that cropped up on the, the fancast site earlier on is I think it's just, it's reached the point where the intensity and the pressure um, at the, the, the very top of the game, you know, the clubs that are ex- expected to win trophies and, and not just turn up as sort of a, an, an FA Cup every now and again, Arsenal, that are expected to deliver league titles, Champions Leagues. If you are in, the, if you are, the manager of a team in that environment, I suspect that even the very, very best after two or three years, and the the stats kind of bear this out, after two or three years, maybe a little more, you are shot. You You are basically finished. You've done everything you possibly can in terms of tricks, motivation, how you lift players when they're down. It's all been done before. And whether your team are inspired to you know run the old cliche run through walls for you i think jose was incredibly lucky the first time round he had that core of players um and again you'd kind of argue whether this is a generational thing one of the things ferguson said in his in his book is that the thing he found hardest of all was how you related to someone who was basically young enough to be your grandson you know, early on in his career, kind of having some sort of connection with players like Roy Keane, you know, because they went through the same apprenticeship, they all cleaned each other's boots and all those hoary old cliches about youngsters who who grew up and and worked their way up through the game to, to the top. How you actually get through to, you know, Eden Hazard, I suspect, probably hasn't even cleaned his own boots, let alone anyone else's. Um, by the time he was 13, he probably had an agent. It's, it's how you kind of get through to, to players like that. And, you know, is, is Mourinho kind of, did he, did he click into that last generation with Frank, Didier, JT, Czech, that last generation who kind of under, he, he understood on that level? Did he just struggle to get through? To Hazard and the likes, I don't know. I, I'm I'm speculating, but I don't think so because um, you know it all went wrong in the third season with us. Uh, it didn't end very nicely with Real Madrid, and it hasn't ended very nicely this time with us. I mean, the truth is, I think there is no better manager than Jose Mourinho, but only in years one and two. Yeah. In year three, I would say everyone is better than Jose Mourinho. And what I, if I was a director of a club now thinking about employing Jose Mourinho, I would give him a two-year contract. Yeah, it's I, I, it's a very valid point. I said there was some nonsense on Twitter that, you know, some 
foreign hack was was tweeting that um, he did agreed a five-year deal with Manchester United. We, we immediately, that's not true. No one, there is no way in a million years in, in the current climate, looking at his history, you're going to give him anything more well, than no, there two are mad people deal. out there. Uh, there are indeed, yeah, there's no question about that. And they're, they're probably as desperate as we are. More so, I would imagine. Cause it's I mean, the truth is, if he goes to Man United, they're going to come back and they will beat us probably in, in, in all games for the first two seasons. And everyone will be saying, oh, God, well, I told you we shouldn't have got rid of Jose Mourinho. No, the truth was he couldn't keep us going, but he's now back in his honeymoon period. Mm. In year three at Manchester United, we'll all be laughing. And we'll all be saying to our Manchester United mates, if we have any, saying, um, Just well, we, we, we told you this was going to happen, and we'll all be laughing at them. I mean, I think, I mean, this is, this is broadly the question. It, it's going to be a very, very intriguing next six-month stroke summer in terms of who ends up where, because there's a, a decreasing pool of, of talent that is going to be trusted to take on a... Hold on, Johnny, a, I've just got to tick that one off my list, you bastard. What's that? <laughs> the ever-decreasing pool of coaches. Oh, right, yeah, but it is, I mean, that's the it thing. It is, it's diminishing. It it's, is. it's just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The club, the, the players, sorry, the coaches who are trusted to come into, yes. you know, a Chelsea, a Bayern Munich, a Rail... Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, it, we, we spoke about this a, a few years ago, and he said that if you follow yes. this logical conclusion, you end up with nobody. Yeah, because you, nobody's ever good enough, because nobody ever gets promoted, and nobody's ever given a chance to try and prove themselves um, at a big club, because nobody can ever take a smaller club to any sort of worthwhile trophy in order to prove their worth. Well, you've just got to be very, very good. I think you know. I think Simeone's probably the next logical step up you know one who will take a step upwards he's done an incredibly good job on not the hugest of budgets um and it's but yeah it, broadly speaking that's that's the point and you could you could potentially end up with a, a situation where if, if Guardiola goes to City Mourinho's at United I mean it's he clearly you know if you, you there was an article i popped up at the weekend, which is a very long one that Jonathan Wilson wrote for um, the Blizzard. And it's, it's a good 12,000 words, so it needs a, a beer and a sit down. Some of it is, uh, you know, speculation. You can take it or leave it. But he's clearly, he was, he was overlooked for the Barcelona job. That seems to be fairly clear. And he is driven by a hatred of Guardiola like you wouldn't believe. Now, if the two of them ended up on the opposite side of Manchester, one of them is being carried away in a straitjacket, and it isn't going to be Guardiola. I genuinely think it would it would tear him to bits. Um, it's yeah, we have ended up where we. I go back to the the recording we did on in June two thousand thirteen when he got back. We have ended up roughly where we expected to end up, but about six months before. I think you. I think Tony, you said you know maybe slightly longer, but I think between Donalmark and I, we all said three years. That'll be it. It'll be it'll be, it'll be over again. Um, my big concern at the time, and I don't like being borne out on this, and it remains to be seen whether I am. The two thousand and four five class thrived when he'd left. Now we can speculate as the reason for that. You know, there were some very very good footballers. They had a mentality instilled into them. They went on and and did great things. My concern was he, he would come back and it would be the short-termism that we, we'd seen before and 
you have a core of players now who, well, I, I just don't think they have anything like the balls on them that the previous lot did. Um, and I think it's going to take some very astute management and some quite decent signings to make sure that we are rough and tough enough to um, to deal with the transition. But the thing that you've pointed out, we, we've, we've said it before, in that when you look at the previous Mourinho team, when he got sacked and they put that imposter in charge, um, it ran itself, didn't it? I mean, Carvalho, oh. and you just... You just, you just you know, almost creaming yourself thinking about these fantastic, um, strong-willed, um, very focused, uh, um, and you know, deeply, I, I guess, loyal players or whatever. Mm. Um, and this lot um, uh, uh, was it. Mark who mentioned earlier, I don't know, or was it, it might have been on. I was listening to Chidge's podcast earlier on, um, but the whole mercenary aspect of it, which let's face it, it's not just exclusive to our club. It's the same as any club in it. Um, these yeah. days, of course, it's, it's all about um, who's going to pay them the most and who's who, you know where they feel they're going to achieve the most fame and glory, I guess. Um, but I think that when when I, I look I look at these players, I, I don't think I can ever look at these players in quite the same light because of my own feelings about how I feel they've treated me. But um, I also don't buy the fact that yeah, they are quite young, aren't they, in comparison to that first squad? Am I right? I think you know there's a lot in their earlier twenties rather than the the first squad. Which I is think a, a few of them are. It's um, I mean it's it's a bit of a mixture. It's um, you know we've got a, a fair few. You know if you go through the team, I mean the over thirties are it's Branners, JT. Which I don't I don't believe about either. it. Yeah, and I don't believe either of those have, have have played any part in any conspiracy. I just believe that they're over the hill. That's just my belief. I just think that that level they drop off a cliff and and that's it. And yeah, uh, well, I mean, uh, I think it's but, it's yeah. it's sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's valid to to kind of look at last season and actually what what was achieved with you know Hazard, Courtois both had yeah. exceptional seasons. JT had a bit of an Indian summer. Costa and Fabregas of the first half were flying. Yeah. And and that kind of pulled it across the line. And actually, if you look at it, you know, I, it was probably probably a fair old achievement to actually get that team over the line. You know, there were, there were other teams who had arguably had stronger squads. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so you know, maybe maybe it was it was more of an extraordinary feat than we actually realised at the time. Um, and possibly yeah. one in the first half of the season. I mean, because we were so phenomenal. Yeah, I, I think you know we'd we'd we'd. I know City caught us up temporarily, but then that was on the back of a momentum that they probably couldn't have uh, have continued with. If, it, if that yeah, makes sense. It, it yeah, probably, it probably yeah. came too late and didn't last long enough. But yeah. I mean, I think we ended up we ended up what eight points clear at the end of it. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, it's not it's not quite you know we were brilliant in the second half, but it's not quite the sort of crawl over the line that was that a lot of people suggested. Um. I think, I mean, you know, he is unquestionably a fascinating character. You, you could sit here and, you know, we have spent an awful lot of the last three and a half, four years that we've been doing this talking about him. Um, and we could continue to do so, but, you know, he's, he's gone. I, I maintain that one way or another, he had to come back. We had to get him out of our system. And however it ended up, be it a 10-year reign with the pile of trophies... Yeah where we're at now it just had to be done because yeah. the club simply wasn't well a lot of the fans simply weren't moving on 
Well, I think a lot of them still won't. They probably uh, won't. I don't know. No, I mean, I, 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 I don't go by just well, Vox Pop in the in the Ilbrook on on Saturday was most people were kind of oh, you know perhaps we should have persevered with it, but a lot of people were kind of you know shoulder shrugging like me and going well you know but then mm. things were so obviously wrong, and, and maybe that has purged us a bit. And I think actually the the, the reaction of the fans will have done a, a a bit of soul purging on the fans themselves. You know those. I think he deserved the stand up for the special one. I think he deserved that. I mean, he's. Well, I don't. I missed the first goal because they were bloody singing that. I refused to stand (laughs) up. I didn't even know we had the ball up in their heart. (coughs) I I, I missed the first one because I think I was a bit too socially relaxed when I sat down. Um, um, Yeah, I I personally think, you know, it's it's done. It is over with. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it'll continue. There are people who are are not going to move. You know, there are folk who's. You know, I'm not going to name names, but you kind of look on Twitter. There are folk who, whose opinions I respect, and you know they're clearly big fans of the club. Who I do, I think, have just taken leave of their senses. Uh, it's just it's some of the stuff that's been been written, tweeted, has just been extraordinary. It's it's you know, you're not eight anymore. It's it's a football club. It's a manager of a football club. Yes, we know he's a brilliant manager, but if you cannot see that things have gone badly no, wrong, was wrong. And, it, and it, it had to change, then you know I, I pity you because you can sit and scroll on your bed sheet all you like but just something had to change and it has and if we can't deal with that then you know maybe go maybe go for yourself AFC Chelsea because there's no point in you keep keeping come keep coming to the bridge and whining and moaning and and thinking about what was you know I can't I've, I've lost count of how many managers I've seen over the years at Chelsea and I've Suspect I will probably see many, many more. Oh, exactly. Just, I mean, I, just I, the way of it. It's I, you know, I said it to you on Saturday, and I just think this is one of the bits I do remember. By the way, cause, <laughs> because the beer was flowing quite freely, I even remember refusing to walk back with you because I thought I could squeeze another pint in. It's an extra pint in, yeah. Yeah, um, you see in time. Yeah, um, but I, I, you know, I think I said to you at the time, you know, the way I see managers now, and it doesn't matter who we get in. Obviously, there are three names that I do not want anywhere near our club. Um, as 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 the, the new coaches or whatever, um, mm. but I see them very much as courtesy cars. That's what they are. They they, they something's broken. You get your courtesy car. It comes in. It takes you somewhere. Sometimes mm. it takes you where you want. Sometimes the sat nav on the courtesy car is a bit duff, so that one has to go and be replaced by another courtesy car. And I just take yeah. this entire it's, view that actually it's I don't really want to hear any more rubbish from the board about stability strategy and I certainly don't want to keep hearing about a fantastic youth academy that still hasn't really turned anybody out since John Terry so if we if, if people if these people who've taken leave of their senses and I think I know you're talking well, about but they, there is, it's gone a bit too um, far I mean I, I would say um, it's a revenue stream in my view what, but what's yeah. wrong with that but anyway uh, the fact we haven't made use of um, any of the youth team you know that's not entirely the board's fault I mean, we have we have both uh, grown young players from um, toddlers, and we have bought in young players well, like Lukaku. And, and, and I, I would say Mourinho has been um, instrumental at destroying well, young players. Actually, I don't. Well, I don't agree. Mm, I, I, no, I don't, I don't, that's I don't, harsh. I don't, no, 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 Lukaku. No, I, I, the we'd I be happy with Lukaku right, on absolutely, our bench Absolutely, but now. if you'd have let me finish, all I was going to say was. I think he's made some bad mistakes. There isn't a single coach that we've had that's brought any young players through. Ancelotti didn't. He tried McEachern, but didn't fancy him. Kakuta lit up a game for 25 minutes against Wolves. 
Uh, I seem to remember, we never saw him again. So every single coach that has come in has yeah. never pulled a player through. So it's not just Mourinho. I agree he was harsh and Rubens lost his cheek. I agree he was wrong to get rid of Matter. And with respect, I think Matter would have been a better choice to keep than Oscar. I think Lukaku, we fucking die to have him at the moment because, boy, has he shoved our words back down our throat there. Exactly. Yeah. The thing is, Mourinho figures out the point. Once you've got the black spot, you're finished with Mourinho. But I think I, I think that this this is this is a, an interesting point. That you can, we can be as revisionist as we like in terms of the players. Oh, got, <laughs> in terms of the players that he got, you know, he got rid of. I just now, got what Mark said. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> came for a couple of seconds later. The um, Lukaku was came back. He played in that. Super Cup game, which after Mourinho arrived back, and I've never ever seen a player shrink so much. Now we could we could debate all you like whether it's Mourinho that made him do that or anything else. He was not ready. He was not ready for for that that stage without question. He shrunk. He missed a penalty. He just looked. He didn't look like he was meant to be there. Now he was offered. A, you know, he was simply told he wasn't going to be first choice, which on the basis of what. We'd seen absolutely no question about that. He went to West Brom. He's, he's built up gradually. I have I've, I have two Evertonian mates who saw him this season. Yeah, obviously, absolutely on fire. Last season, both of them used pretty much the same expression. Half the time, he looks like a world beater. The other half, he looks like a panel beater. He wasn't ready. It's that simple. Now. You cannot. We can argue all we like about whether he should have been kept and nurtured through and all the rest of it. I think some players simply just they they grow into things as they get older. If we'd have seen Didier Drogba when he was at you know whichever mid mid table French side when he was twenty twenty one, we probably wouldn't have given him a second look. And if he'd have been at Chelsea, he probably wouldn't have done anything like what he what he did. But he arrived when he was what twenty five, twenty six, and he was he was starting. He wasn't even then the finished article. Some players just take a bit more time, and unfortunately, I think the environment that we have as a club and this is the club itself it's it demands success it demands trophies the the machine needs feeding and as a manager whether you are Mourinho you're Ancelotti or whoever you deliver that by whatever means that you, you think you can now I think it's it's a shame but it's a fact I, I, I it's a fact I just simply don't think there is the environment in the club and it's not down to, down to the manager, it's the club itself that doesn't allow that to happen. And all I think I was saying to Mark was that I wasn't saying that of being a revenue stream is a bad thing, it's a very good thing. It's, no. It certainly helped us, because I didn't realise that Roman was one of the people that was actually very pro-financial fair play. Yeah, yeah, and He's absolutely. had the rug pulled from out of his feet a little bit with the changes in the rules. So I've mm. got no problem with that. What I have a problem with is that there are people who are probably less... How should we say... Um, uh, who, who read into things less than, than perhaps the three of us do or the four of us would normally do who believe the academy is going to produce this never ending stream of Ryan Giggs's, David Beckham's and, and, and the like of that when it isn't and um, yeah, you know I, I, that's, uh, so that's exactly. what I don't what I object to is the club trying to kid people by saying but when that have, when have they? Well, I think they do, don't they? They keep going on about how fantastic the academy is and they're putting all this money into the academy and how much money they've spent in the academy. and all. Yeah, but they never told you they're going to give you the next David Beckham. 
I think they have implied that certainly that that's what well, it's not for. To me, then. It, you know, that's the way Roman wants it, isn't he? he? Doesn't want to keep spending money, and yet he keeps spending money. That that's that is fact, Mark. I mean, come on, that's pretty much out there. But but this, no, I think the whole this, of football this, now is basically teams like Ajax are feeder clubs. Oh yeah, Which we're, we're buying clubs. That. We're, we're we're growing a few of our own to sell on to yeah, um, yeah. other clubs to pay for itself, and I think Roman accepts yeah. that. Uh, yeah. well, and the if you get one, is, is the club that that that. that the, the continued implication that they they're going to bring these young players through, and also, I mean, you know, let's face it: how many times have we heard the word stability? Yeah, quite a, quite a well, bit in stability. recent years. Well, we haven't really. Have we? Well, listen, I, can, I can recall having conversations with you for as long as I've known. And, and my my opinion is, you know, it's it's the old well, where the facts change, I change with mine. You know, I, I, I <laughs> whenever <laughs> I've, I've spouted that oh we need stability we need this we need that fuck it let's have chaos it's brought more trophies yeah, exactly. we've ever seen we have got stability I mean the other thing people um, they wanted Jose to build a dynasty you know he's not capable of building any dynasty beyond two years but we are building a dynasty we have a dynasty in progress and we have stability Roman Abramovich has been with the club for some time and in that time we've uh, gone from winning nothing to winning loads of trophies We've gone from running out of a few porter cabins in Harlington to a state-of-the-art training centre at Cobham. Mm. In two or three years, if all the plans come to fruition, we will have a massive pile of bricks in West London. (laughs) And when you look back on the Roman dynasty, we'll be able to say it was a dynasty. Uh, Unfortunately for Jose and his god ego, he will not be able to say it was my dynasty. He will not be part of our dynasty, which is unfortunate for him. Maybe it was my mistake then. Maybe I meant... The words when they hear managerial stability. That's mm. We don't need managerial stability. No, but they keep telling us. Bruce Buck has said it. Ron Gourlay has said it. They've all no, said What it. are they meant to say? But, but yeah, but exactly. Say. They're not going to say we're going to bring this guy in. It's going to be two and a half years. He'll burn out. <laughs> and then we kick him out. It's, that's not, we all know that. <laughs> not the way it works. Excuse me. But I think, you know, if you, you look, Tone, all the... The stuff I quoted at you on Saturday for that article I've just yes, written. Yes, absolutely. But it's it just it just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. You know the, what? I think Mark's right. No, what you're what not, the you're dynasty the is? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying no, is no, the no, 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 no. People that I don't well, believe don't it. Don't worry about they Look, they're not. Te- everyone has corporate speak. People are reading an implication into the fact that we have this wonderful youth academy that we've spent an awful lot of money on. People will read the implication into that, that all of a sudden, yeah. and I think, you know, I think we're kind of conditioned, and this, this is the other thing that I noted about while I was reading about, you know, how many managers the top European clubs have had over the last 10, 20 years. The, the whole, we're in, we're sort of in the worst place for it because, the press and, and fans, to a certain extent, have fetished, fetishized what Ferguson and Wenger have done. You know, this sort of, they've been there for decades, they brought these youth players through, yada, yada, yada. It's so complete, certainly in Ferguson's case, it's so completely and utterly unique. It is unparalleled. It is simply not, you know, it's not going to happen again. No, it's only in Ferguson's case is it unique, in that he was there for a long time and he consistently won. Wenger is not like that at all. He's been there yeah. a long time, and now he doesn't win anything. Yeah. I mean, exactly. anyone can keep someone in a job and not achieve anything. I mean, if you want unst- unstable instability, that's the word, you know, think of someone like Leeds United. <laughs> a new owner and new managers every season. That's, uns- that's unstable. We are rock solid. We're financially secure. 
We're in the Champions League every season, bar maybe this one. <laughs> um, we have a fantastic facility training. We've got a fantastic facility stadium coming up. We've got the world's best players, not always performing. We are stable, successful, go ahead. Massive mm. sponsors. You know, we are one of the top clubs in Europe, and we are stable. We just happen to change our managers. We just happen to get a new car in the car park every three years. Well, what's wrong with that? I, I think that with my car. I think, I mean, that's, I think that sort of it leads on to the, sort of the, the natural progression of that. The, the next question is, is actually, in, you know, if you have this sort of structure where you have a director of football and performance specialists analysing players and saying, right, well, we want that one. Actually, how important is the manager in the grand scheme of things? It's you know becoming you, you less are, important. I'd it's say. becoming less important. You obviously you still need the very best to turn them into winners and, and get them out onto the pitch and, and win things. But it's becoming far less of a you know it, or no, it's not to say it's becoming far less important, but it, it's becoming part of a, a cog in a, in a machine. Yes, rather than being you know the be all and end all of the club. If you don't have you know like Ferguson was you know without him, well it's quite clear without him they they've got lost. Actually, if you look at you know Barcelona, how many you know after yeah, Guardiola, yeah. how many of their managers can you name? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, and in that sense, it absolutely does reflect the real world of commerce because yeah. massive organisations. Even the people at the very top, the CEOs, are just a slightly bigger cog in that well oiled machine. And when one of them goes, they'll continue. Yeah, it, 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 that, it that happens. It's, it, you know, the cult of personality doesn't exist in large corporations, and it's probably going to become less and less relevant in football. I mm. think. Well, it, it's it. It's kind of you know. It's perhaps you know we've we've seen this, the last of of your you know. I mean, there's people like Elon Musk and you know corporate figureheads, but actually, it's it's just. They stand out because there are far fewer of them. Is it? I'm just trying to think who he is. <laughs> oh, is um, he the Tesla guy? Te- Tesla. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you yeah, know, got yeah, yeah. Just yeah. saying a couple of seconds to register. But yeah, I mean, you know. How um, long has he been in charge? On charge? Oh. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Actually, I can never quite work out why Tesla batteries last for 300 miles and everybody else's work lasts for about 60. It's, it's not. It's, isn't it probably... Oh, cool. Um, Good question. <laughs> I mean, that's what we need. We need to find someone to charge us up five times longer than the opposition. <laughs> I think... The, the I think well, no, but I think, stops. you know, the point is, is that, I mean, Man United are going through it now. I mean, you'd have to say that Van Hal's probably toast. Wenger's the last of the embedded um, long-term managers in this country, isn't he? Surely. Um, yeah, I mean, well, he, he's the only, in the last 20 years, if you look at the, the Champions League last 16 as it stands now, yeah. in the last 20 years, he's the only man who's, who's lasted more than a decade. And yeah. I think there are, of those 16 clubs, in, in the last 20 years, there are less than a dozen who've lasted for more than five. And, and it's the names like Capello, Hitzfeld, you know, the, the real, you know, the serious, serious sort of all-time great managers kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's, I, I th- broadly speaking, it's, it's kind of don't, don't get attached to Chelsea manager or don't get attached to any manager because... Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, you can look at any other club. They, they ain't going to be here for long, you know. It, that's just the way of things now. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, I, th- I think maybe, we, you know, this is, this is sort of a... <laughs> I think it's going to be a turning point for a lot of people because it's it's okay, you know, he came back, we thought this was going to be forever and that's it. It's, it's just been exactly like all the rest of them. So, you know. Courtesy cars. Courtesy cars, let's just carry on.
off we go. Yeah. Um, I'll say he was a, he's a courtesy car with a very mouthy um, sat nav. Inter- sat nav. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh dear. Um, yeah. So I guess you know, I, I are, are we are we are we looking at who's next? Are we? Well, yeah. I, I mean. <sighs> I honestly have no idea. And the, the problem is we're also now at the point in the debate because everything is so raw and, and, and the cult of Jose is still still very much alive and well. It doesn't matter which name you say because everyone will just scream at you and it, yes. it, will, it will never be good enough. So it's kind of, you know... I, I, I think the one I, I, I see that seems to have the most, I don't know, groundswell of... of um, yeah, okay, he do is is Simeone. I mean, I'm, I'd, I'd be horrified if it was if it was one to Ramos. I don't think that's that's almost season ticket threatening. That is, um, and well, it, it would beg the question as to exactly why. Yeah, I mean, in terms of his track record, yeah, you, on earth is going on. If it's Pellegrino, my big concern is is that a they're losing two 0 to Arsenal right now with that stellar squad that he's got, and b he's so unutterably dull. The man not, is the man was you know he if you're an insomniac get yourself a manual Pellegrini interview. Um, yeah, he's not not an inspiring chap. Um, no. It's it's just a bit monotone and, and tedious. But yeah, I, you know there there will be flaws with all of them. Um, I think the the interesting thing is that the rebuild job is is very is very key. There's the, there's a, a few players that need to sort of or a few players who will probably depart. I'm not so Some. sure that that you know that even if they if they pick up from from this and start to recreate some so if, if the brakes are off, mm, true. I mean, there's one or two. I, I but I, I'm more. That's more about age and um, twilights of careers than anything else. I mean, um, I found out tonight that um, you know Eden Hazard couldn't walk for two days after the Leicester game. That come from Dan Levine. He's a pretty pretty mm, good yeah. source of information. He so, knows, knows his onions. You know, there's a lot of bullshit about um, flying around about, oh, you know, he's too scared to come out and play. I don't believe any players, you know, that bad. And, and I certainly think Hazard's one of those that's been, you know, um, uh, he, he's been unfairly victimised, I think, because he was actually pretty good against Norwich. He was bloody good against um, Bournemouth, even though mm. he was... Uh, you like <laughs> it's not his fault he's putting balls into places where you'd expect to find a striker who isn't there. Um, yes. You know, and he's, he's been pretty pretty mesmerising I, 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 you know the Leicester thing uh, the people said oh, it didn't look like much of an injury but then you know um, Ayrton Senna's crash didn't look like much of a crash did it you know when you look at it, mm. it, it it's, you can't sort of judge from that and I, I just think that one or two of them would turn I, my concerns are uh, probably for, for JT I think he's probably just he, he should have gone out in that blaze of glory for me last season um, mm. uh, and saying to the world fuck you look everybody I've just got two pots um, and, and poor old Ivan, who I th- he's been a fantastic servant, but I think he's probably, you know, he, he can still put in a decent turn mm. every now and then, but first choice, not so sure about it. Uh, and then, you know, let's, let's face it, Papa Billa, I don't even know that, <laughs> Billa Jobby or whatever his name is, um, you know, that, yeah. was, that was, God knows why we bought <laughs> Bad Rahman, don't think so. I, I still think getting Philippe Luis to go back to Madrid was a bad... Move. A ba- I like him. can actually at least cross a ball. Oh God, yes! And well, you know, was it, yeah, it wasn't an amazing thing to see somebody able to do that. Which but, is you something. Know, 
but then I think we've got you know I, I love the fact that Ramirez is, is still with us I, I, he was a red card waiting to happen for me a couple of years ago but boy when he comes on the pitch you feel I, I feel my chest puffing out a bit with him because of his kind of you know get up and go at him attitude um, so mm. you know, I don't I don't I, I think there's, there's there's some work to be done um, Pedro was always going to take a season to settle in wasn't he they do you know, they come yeah, from, yeah, they it's, from it's, a kind of knockabout sanguine football of La Liga or whatever and then suddenly find themselves getting kicked up in the air by, you know, John Joe Shelby and the likes. And so it's a bit of a different kettle of fish, isn't it, I suppose? Mm. Um, but so, yeah, I so think, a, um, a little bit of a rebuild, but nothing dramatic. Yeah, perhaps not, not not the drastic surgery we might have expected. But um, I think, um, I, I mean, we could we could ramble on all this all night and we are, we are over out. Pretty much over an hour already. Um, Twenty seconds over it, so you know. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. Um, I will make it's poor, it's poor management. Uh, yeah, it's 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 losing it, and um, well, you know, um, I, I will do the um, I will do the public service announcement. Um, if you like this um, this nonsense, your masochistic, masochistic tendencies make you want to hear more of it. Then you can browse our extensive back catalogue at www.poddingshed.com. Um, if there's anything you'd like to hear us talk about, do let us know via that website or in, get in touch via Twitter on Add to the Podding Shed or our, our own personal Twitter accounts. Um, you can download the podcast via iTunes and, and Nick would be absolutely delighted if you did so because if you give it a good rating, it gives us nice things in terms of technical stuff that we don't fully understand. Well, um, we don't get any money for it, do we? So it's well, there's no cash. There's no cash. And obviously, personally for me, I've, I've, told, um, I've told the chaps on here, but... Um, it's good night for me, ultimately. Um, after three and a half, well, more than three and a half, very enjoyable years and 60-odd episodes of sitting on the Podding Shed throne, um, I'm going to hand over to Tony and let him do it for uh, however, however long he bloody fancies, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I'm going to step away from the microphone. I shall, I shall crop up as a guest occasionally if the chaps will have me. I'll be uh, delighted to come on. Um, it remains me to, to thank the listener um, who, who changes every now and again. But he's, he's a thoroughly decent and good I'm chance. Sure I'm, I'm sure I met him. Sure yeah, yeah, we did. Johnny T. Johnny T. Yes, another chap called Steve, who's the listener as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, thank you to him, um, and thank you to you, chaps, as well. It's um, it's it's been thoroughly enjoyable, frankly, with um, a subject as um, interesting and unpredictable as um, as Chelsea Football Club and. Um, three or four fine chaps you really can't go wrong um so long may this fine institution continue to run um do, do you do you boys have anything to add before i sign well, well let, let me also pass on my personal thanks to you and um if tony you can just if you can just drive johnny out the car park and we'll get a new courtesy car in <laughs> okay <laughs> that's about the only way to put it really isn't it <laughs> um yeah it's been a pleasure jd you know, we know we're going to see each other at football and we're going to oh yes uh, quaff beers and 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 remark you know on, on how much you do look like Jurgen Klopp. Um, this is true. This uh, is true. And and stuff like that. But it has been good. And I, you know when we where we think where we all started from in the old um, Chelsea blog and sort of moved into this new technology and have resisted the move into like things like live podding and all this because um, mm. you know because that would be too quite much. frankly quite frankly no one's forgot the technical capability at work out I'd do that anyway um, but exactly it, is, it has been a pleasure and um, so I'll, I'll give it a go um, I, I, I had some reasonable feedback and of course I am um, I was hosting it with you know uh, a couple of, of the harshest critics I've ever come across but who were also <laughs> quite kind to me and were able to um, you know uh, were able to, to beat me when necessary and to um, soothe my furrowed brow when necessary as well um, but yeah it's been a pleasure so um, we'll, we'll, we'll aim to keep it going 
in fortnightly I did say uh, and actually uh, <laughs> a pleasure to, to meet Dan Silver actually in the pub on, um, on another Saturday. very good chap uh, and he said, you know, he said, so when's the next party? I said, oh, Monday. I said, but we're like our team. I said, you know, we, we would turn up. And, and, and he actually... Turn up occasionally. He, he actually turned out to me and he said, we pod when we want. We pod when we want. <laughs> which, uh, which I think should, could well become our strap line. Actually, actually, it needs to be the theme tune, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it does, yeah. Uh, we pod when we want, which I really like. So, uh, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll try and keep it going. And I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll send out a standard invite. You come and join in whenever you feel free. Um, oh yes, yeah, so I'd love to. It would be we'll wonderful. Tap, we'll tap up some guests, and it would be nice. I think um, Mark's got a few contacts, so he might be able to get some people on um, from time to time as well. I think it'd just be nice to carry it on going because we do get some very good feedback. I've had, had fabulous, and we're just in the Eelbrook on on yeah, Saturday. Pe- fantastic people, feedback, and, and people yeah. seem to like us. It's, it's, it's funny it's you're it's now introducing thing. yourself as, by your. Yeah, well, they won't name. after tonight. Now that I've slagged off Mourinho, they'll be Mourinho fanboys. They won't listen again. Half the list of the ship, isn't it? Mark, seriously, I don't think I don't think there's as many out there as you as you think. There's a as couple. Yeah, yeah, there's mm. a couple of you know um, uh, batshit crazy wild-eyed bastards out there. Where I'm going to get Mark written on their t-shirts, but I don't think you've got to worry too much about them. You know, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. I think um, you'll be all right. I, I think um, it, so. It just leaves me to say thanks as well, Johnny. Um, it's been it has been a it's been a pleasure, and you know, standing invites there anyway, so you can just ignore that email you. and join in when you feel like it. I will do that. That will be that will be wonderful. Um, in which case, on that note, oh, um, I have got something to say. Oh, go on then, quick. I have, and I think it's worth worthy just to say um, it was fabulous uh, to see um, Sir Frank Lampard get married yesterday. Um, yes, you can't help but look at the man and see him as a pundit on television, and and look back and think, oh God, I wish he was only twenty five now, you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, and back. What in the you marry? Um, to, well, yeah, <laughs> things, things, things have definitely changed, Mark. <laughs> but I would, I, I think it's just great to to, to see him um, happy um, and, and and you know of all the professional footballers, and it's very easy to sit here and slag him off. And I might criticise our players and all this, but um, when you see somebody like him, who's an, an absolute role model and, and educated, and he comes across well on the TV, um, and he, you know, he's. Since that dark alleged rumour of when they were sat in Heathrow Airport pissed on the day of nine eleven, when they probably didn't even know it was going on, um, you mm. know that the man has been an absolute role model for, for everybody in football. You know, and I will always, when people start giving me the old footballers are idiots and uneducated, and I'll just say, just go and listen to Frank Lampard and, and look at how he conducts his life, much like David Beckham. You know, another another yeah. one who. He's very easy to slag him off as overpaid and pampered, but actually come across as really nice guys and good guys. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so definitely, congratulations. He's got, to be, he's got. To, oh, have they really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, 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 I say. Right. We, did we want a draw or did we really give a shit? I don't suppose it really matters. Who gives a fuck, frankly? <laughs> yeah, I think I'd just rather would not let us see Arsenal win anything. To be honest no, I, yes, that's that's broadly yeah. true. That's broadly yeah. true. Um, on that note, I will say thank you. Once more, for the final time, um, and it's good night from me. And good night from me. And, and good him. night from me. <laughs>